Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, this is John Dorsey. How you doing, buddy boy? Don't be scared. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Boots Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday, Takes on Takes edition of the podcast. We have some tremendous ones to get into. So thanks so much for all of you that were diligent for thinking of us when you had a hot take. Shoot it to us on the Twitter machine. And we're going to get to it today here on the show. Kyle, you ready to do this thing? We have 14 takes today. Yes. All time. And, you know, this is the best response we've had thus far as far as people getting them to us throughout the course of the week and the weekend. Yeah, I, don't, I think like, most of these were that the case with them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are we when we solicited today, we had already had close to 10. So this is um, the challenge for us, Joe, is going to be shutting our mouths and keeping the line moving. Well, let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's start. All right, go ahead. Be my guest. Kick me a take for takes on takes. Oh, I saw this, and I said I need to get this one to Kyle. Um, This one is from Dalton Miller. Deontay Thompson is a better prospect than Minka Fitzpatrick was. Dalton, listen, I love you, man, but I guess it depends on what your definition of better is is right because i think Minka fitzpatrick does a lot more for you versatility wise he's kind of in that same tier as what uh, derwin james was at florida state and you see derwin has had a tremendous impact on the chargers already i think he's logged a sack in three straight games something like that Minka Fitzpatrick's been a, a very large influence on the Miami Dolphins with the number of ways that he can use them. Deontay Thompson, for me, you put him at free safety and you let him roll. So if you're looking for a guy that can play, strictly speaking, single high coverage, yeah, I'd probably hit, rather have Deontay Thompson than Minka Fitzpatrick. But if you gave me the total package of the player, I would prefer Minka. Minka is the highest graded safety prospect I've had in five years. So that's a pretty lofty platform to say Deontay Thompson with his small sample size, even though he's extremely good, is better than a make of Fitzpatrick. Jill, this one feels appropriate to give to you, given the state of the Buffalo Bills offense. (laughs) This take comes from Andrew Blake. Ole Miss would have a top 15 wide receiver group if they were an NFL group. Hashtag takes on takes. I can tell you right now they'd be better than the Bills. There's no doubt about this. No doubt in my mind. I think that uh, DK Metcalf is a special talent. A.J. Brown is a physical power forward type that is a big, a pretty good route runner for his size, good ball skills. Demarcus Lodge is exceptionally quick, really good with his release, really good with creating space. He just has some blunders at the catch point in terms of finishing with consistency. They've got, uh, well, this is just receivers. So that, that dude Patterson looks pretty good, who's like their fourth guy. And I just kind of perused through the NFL. And I'm not going to sit here and go through all the teams and try to come up with exactly where they would slot. But I'm telling you that there's more talent in that 
in that uh, Ole Miss wide receiver room than there is for a lot of NFL teams. And I'll say that they are a top 15 group if they were to insert themselves to the NFL. I'm going to have Lodge Brown and Metcalf likely in my top 50. And I think wow, that's all, all three. Yeah, I don't. I, and I think that that's probably better than a lot of the NFL teams could say right now. Certainly the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Kyle, let's see which one I like for you. Um, this one comes from CH Scouting. Herbert, Justin Herbert, the Oregon quarterback, is a better prospect than Marcus Mariota was. That's difficult for me. Uh, Mariota, you know, I just got done saying Minka was the highest graded safety prospect I've had in five years. Mariota coming out of college was the highest graded quarterback prospect. And this is a good week for us to field this question with uh, Mariota showing the, what did he, what did he call it? It was like his mentality, like his Hawaiian (laughs) mentality, uh, to bring the Titans back against the Eagles when they were down in that football game. His um it's kind of like his mana or whatever. It's that Zen element of Marcus and uh his composure. But I think from a physical tools perspective, Herbert probably has the best arm in the class. I would put his arm above Drew Locks. Where is that versus Mariota? I think Mariota's probably top top 15 arm. I don't think his arm itself is what makes Marcus so good. I What I liked about Marcus was some of the pinpoint accuracy in the intermediate areas of the field and uh, the mobility that he had and the extended playability. So Herbert's a little bit more prototypical of a passer. And if Herbert continues to play at the level that we've seen throughout September – I'm not going to say he's going to finish with a higher overall score than Marcus Mariota, but he might finish with a better film grade. And what I mean by that is I grade film predominantly, and then I use several metrics and areas of measurements, whether that's athleticism, production experience, so on and so forth, to complement that grade. So Marcus Mariota is the highest overall grade, and he crushed the metrics. He doesn't have the best film grade I've ever given a quarterback. So there's a reasonable chance to say Herbert may finish with better film and film grade than Mariota. Joe, this one comes from your brother, Frank. Speaking of Justin Herbert, Frank Marino, the Bills should move on from Josh Allen already if they're picking in the top three and draft Justin Herbert. Takes on takes. (laughs) Um, So I think everybody knows where you and I – are with Josh Allen in terms of what we thought of him as a prospect, you even lower than I was on him. Um, and it's maddening to see the same player we saw since 2016 with uh, Wyoming continuing to be the same player in 2017 and the same player with the Buffalo Bills. And you just know these coaching points are not, they are being communicated to him in terms of being smart with the football and working progressions and, uh, going through what the play design is and, uh, you know, not uh, turning your back to the line of scrimmage on a non-play action pass. I mean, it's it's just repetitive mistakes. Now, it's early in his NFL career, but this is stuff that has plagued him a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and it's not getting any better. He deserves time. Now, I'll say that he deserves time to be exposed to these things and play through it and see how he grows. But uh, this is something that was asked of me back when uh, the Bills drafted E.J. Manuel 
and it came up that uh, should they draft Teddy Bridgewater in the next year's draft? And I said yes. I, I said absolutely because I didn't like EJ Manuel, and Teddy Bridgewater was my number one quarterback in that draft. So here we are talking about this already. I think uh, right now Josh Allen deserves a season to see how he grows. And honestly, he probably deserves next season as well. But if uh, the, the problem is it's been the Bills' turn for a long time to have a quarterback that just keep picking the wrong ones or ignoring ones that are available. And, um, you know, you can only continue to do that for so long. It's a quarterback-driven league. You've got to have one. So, all right, so what's the answer to the question? I think if the Bills have the opportunity to draft Justin Herbert next year, it's something they should absolutely consider. There you have it. That's a weak answer. Yes or no? Yeah, they should. All right, there you go. Trust, you, I know trust you agree. I don't even have to ask you. No, you, you, you don't need to ask me. You're right. <laughs> All right, but if you are, hey, listen, listen. You know, we don't get everything right, and and that's just the way that it is. But uh, if you feel like you're feeling lucky on a bet this weekend, you've got to get over to my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with, and that's why I'm always going to direct you guys to my bookie. They are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years. They've got great reviews online and their mobile site is very, very easy to use. Even I can figure this thing out. Uh, so uh, you guys got to understand that I'm not going to recommend uh, service to you. That's not been good to me. That's why I'm going to urge you here to go to my bookie. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. Uh, and so, look, my bookie is tremendous, and they're getting a lot of business right now. They're slammed with betters, and so we're going to give you a unique opportunity here to get some free money. All right, if you will go on to my bookie and deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they're going to give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. You can join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar plus an extra 25 on deposits over 100 after 7 p.m. You've got to use our promo code, though. It's very important. Our promo code is LOCKEDON25. you got to visit my bookie online today. And don't forget that promo code, LOCKEDON25. Again, if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get that extra 25 bucks by using our promo code, LOCKEDON25. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, Kyle, let's get back to the takes here. And uh, let's see here. I'm going to give you this one from uh, Mountaintop Scouting. Trading Max Unger in the 35th, 31st overall pick to the Saints for Jimmy Graham was the second largest pitfall of the potential Seattle Seahawks dynasty, first being the goal line interception. The trade did not align with the team identity. Well, you know, this is interesting because as I read this and I stop and think about it, you know, if you read that story that was put out about the Seahawks and the divide that was drawn there, a lot of it centered around Russell Wilson and the team's seeming desire to transform the team into Russell's team and give him the reins and make it a pass first offense. And I mean, yeah, bringing Jimmy Graham in does do that. The first year that Jimmy Graham was there, he kind of sucked because they didn't know how to use him. And then all of a sudden he the the targets go up and they're used they're they're they shifted the way they played offense. And that again took them away from 
pounding the rock necessarily and throwing 50-50 balls in the red zone. And so I actually think this is a good take from Mountaintop Scouting. I don't know if it's the second largest pitfall, but it might be the first domino to fall and really push this team away from the mentality that it had into the mentality that it now has with you know the entire Legion of Boom gone and and we wish Earl Thomas obviously the best and everybody saw what he thought of the Seahawks sideline as he was carted off the field and uh, can't imagine that you know with the the contract situation there and the trade rumors that they have that we'll see him back so I think this is a really interesting point for the context that the story that came out about the Seahawks last month uh, can give us and and the mentality that this team kind of forced onto themselves because they wanted Russell Wilson to kind of be the guy for this football team. Joe, this is a good one from Sunshine Parker. I wanted to give you this one. If the NCAA instituted an open transfer rule, and added more teams to the college football playoffs, it would be the best thing for the sport. The pool teams that could legitimately win a championship would be more than just the usual three or four. Um, what do we mean by open transfer rule? There's got to be some regulations in place. You can't just transfer. Like, like transfer and not have to sit out a year. Oh. Um, It would be the best thing for the sport. Uh, I can get behind adding teams to the college football playoffs. I think I've given my plan for that multiple times, that all five of the Power Five conference winners, and then you have an automatic spot for an undefeated, uh, what is it, the group of six or group of five teams. What if there are no have, undefeated group? Then you have three wild cards. You have three wild cards. And so I, I, I'm good with expanding it to eight. You know, the transfer thing, I am for the competitive balance to an extent, I mean, part of college football is always going to be recruiting, and, and it's more cyclical than you think. I know right now we're in this Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama thing, and it looks like Georgia's going to be a thing for a long time. But look at look at 10 years ago. Different different teams were winning then. You know, it's one of those things where it, it, there's a lot more cycle to it than I think people perceive. So um, I think it gets real messy when you have that open transfer rule. I think maybe giving some players more – flexibility is a good thing, but uh, kind of what we talked about in the super show last week on lockdown NFL draft, go check that out. If you haven't, you know, I talked about there being some responsibility on these kids to evaluate the scenario. And if you're a five-star quarterback, don't go declare yourself to, or commit yourself to Georgia next year. They've got Justin Fields. They got Jake Fromm. Don't commit there, go to South Carolina, go somewhere else. And so I think that we need to put a little more on these kids to be more conscientious of the scenarios that you're that we're getting into. So I, I I get a little bit nervous about the transfer rule part of that take. All right, Kyle. Uh here we go. I got this one from Benson. And um he says the 49ers should go full Chiefs mode, ignore the defense, but score lots of points, and draft a wide receiver in the first round for Jimmy G in 2019. Cough, DJ, DK Metcalf, cough. What do you got here, Kyle? I would love to see DK Metcalf on the San Francisco 49ers. I think if you look at the 49ers wide receiver group, uh, they got a lot of the same guy, uh, this smaller, speedy, fluid. So I was really surprised that they drafted Dante Pettis because it felt like Pettis was very similar to a lot of what they had there in that wide receiver room. So Metcalf would certainly be a, uh, 
a departure from that. But if you want to go full Kansas City mode, then you got to assume Jimmy G is is going to be able to run the five wide concepts and completely control the line of scrimmage and play this pitch and catch where even when you have it covered, and that's what part that's part of what makes Kansas City so incredible to watch early on this year. They have elite game-breaking tight end in the middle of the field. They have elite game-breaking speed with Tyreek Hill that you can run cover three and he can run a post into the middle third defender and the third boundary third defender can carry that route and he can just run past you both. So part of what makes Kansas City Kansas City is the elite talents. Now Metcalf would be, in my opinion, based on what we've seen thus far, an elite talent. Uh, George Kittle's athletically very good. He's very promising. Is he uh, Travis Kelsey? No. And I don't necessarily know that we have any indication that Jimmy Garoppolo will be anywhere near what we've seen from uh, Patrick Mahomes so far. So you can go that mode, but you're really running the risk of it falling apart at the seams if those guys don't become what you would like them to. And then you further compound that and say, well, the Rams are in our division and the Rams are going to be able to blink and score points. So now now you're hoping you can outscore teams 40, 49 to 42 or 49 to 45. And uh, I, I think there has to be some commitment to, I know I got a lot of pushback, Joe, in my mock draft because I gave the 49ers a corner instead of a pass rusher, which is amazing how this works out because San Francisco spent three of their last four first-round picks. Two of those were in the top 10 on defensive linemen. Well, we need pass rushers. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but um, I, I think San Francisco needs to focus on their secondary. I think they need to focus on their pass rushers. I do agree with that. They need to focus on their pass catchers. There's a lot that needs to come together for San Francisco. So go spend some money in free agency, go nuts, go get an elite pass catcher in DK Metcalf. And then let's talk and see where you're at. Joe, this take from Brandon J. Andrew Luck is the second best quarterback in the AFC. No, not right now. Are we assuming Tom Brady's the best? No, we're like not assuming anything. Patrick Mahomes? Uh, no, yeah, this is not true. This is not true. Um, ben, Flacco's playing well. Dalton's playing well. Luck's got to still – he's got to win me over some more. I love what he's done early on so far uh, in terms of getting back. About Blake right Bortles? Now. No. No, he's better than Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles has had a hell of a start to the year. Credit where credit's due. I'll give him that. Deshaun Watson's well. had a good start. Deshaun Watson has had a very good start. Ryan Tannehill up until last week's played really well. Trash. <laughs> you know who's playing <laughs> damn good? Phillip Rivers, bro. Yeah. I've watched a lot of the Chargers this year because I did that piece on Mike Williams. Yeah. He is playing with so much confidence and rhythm, and, and he's anticipating everything. Like We keep sleeping on, sleeping on Phillip Rivers, but that dude is playing lights out and really has for a long time. All right, Kyle, let's get one over here to you. Um, 
Okay, this is from Luke Donaldson. The Rams will be 15 and 1. The Raiders will have three or less wins. Goff is the MVP. Chiefs make AFC Championship game. Gruden picks a quarterback in the first round next year. A lot to dissect there. Yeah, so what I'm going to do here is just kind of work through these one at a time. I'm going to keep it very brief. The Rams will be 15 and 1, possibly, but they play the Eagles. So that's a tough out. Um, I'm going to say even if they are in a position to be 15-1, and one, they will probably have that division locked up in about three weeks. So maybe they sit a couple guys, rest up. I'm going to say okay. no to Rams 15-1. I think they'll have too much cushion for their own good. Raiders will have three or less wins. Well, they just got one. Damn you, umpire. Referee. <laughs> That was a fumble, but I digress. They still play the Cards, 49ers, and Colts. I think the Raiders will steal one somewhere they shouldn't. Maybe Denver. I don't know. I think they finish with, with more than three wins, but not by much. Goff is the MVP. Yeah, you can give me Goff MVP right now. I take it. Chiefs make the AFC Championship game. That defense is going to get in trouble in January. They got to turn it around Uh, because if you make a couple mistakes, if you're Kansas City and your defense is playing the way that it's playing, you're going to lose football game. We saw the Jacksonville Jaguars go into Pittsburgh in the divisional round and score 40 plus points. Beat the Steelers. Uh, I will say at this point with as good as they are playing, I'll take the hot hand and say as of right now, yeah, I take the Chiefs to be in the AFC championship game. Gruden picks a quarterback in the first round next year. Yeah, I think he wants to blow this up. I'm here for team chaos. You can give me Gruden take it a QB in the first round. My, yeah, mock, dra- a- my mock draft gave him two pass rushers because pass rushers are hard to come by, Joe. I don't know if you heard that. Gruden's told, yeah, the, told us that a lot. I, I was on board there. I think that Gruden loves Carr, and that offense is number two in, in yards in the NFL so far this year. They're pushing like 450 yards a game. But to be fair, they played the Dolphins. I think that Gruden likes Carr a ton. I, I don't think I, I think they're going to be together for a while. I'm team I'm team chaos. So I'm, well, that, I'm but you for. is that you what you want to happen or what? You That's think what I happen? want to happen. It's not what I think is going to happen. Though. Right. Okay, Joe. Before I give you our next take, I want to talk to everybody listening at home about Swap.com. Joe, you know how I feel about football players. You have to look good to play good, right? Right. That extends beyond football. That extends to life. And Swap.com is a great opportunity where if you really stop and think about how much money you spend to look good, hence play good, and spend on brand name clothes, uh, you're consistently going through outfits and spending a whole bunch of money on brand name clothing. So what if I told you that there was a place that you could discover discounts on gently used clothing and not have to pay the arm and a leg that's going to come with buying these things brand new from the store. Let me introduce you guys to swap.com. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to the store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on swap.com with easy to use filters and find just what you need. Over 14 million tons of textiles are wasted each year. Shopping secondhand at swap.com helps prevent textile waste from polluting the environment, which is something you can feel good about while you look good. 
Swap.com is the world's largest consignment thrift store. And with Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off of retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. These are quality hand-inspected items that are added on a daily basis. And if something does not fit, you can return it within 30 days hassle-free. So we have a special offer for our listeners. You can get up to 35% off select items with your first order with the promo code Locked on. Find new deals every day on swap.com's homepage. So that's promo code locked on. Get 35% off select items on your first order at swap.com. Check it out. Joe, we got a couple more. Nathan S says Steven Montez of Colorado is a top three draftable quarterback in this draft. Man, I need to see a lot more Montez to really speak to this. I know that he's played well. Benjamin Albright says that he's uh, definitely on the radar. I I probably don't like him more than Haskins or Herbert, but that number three spot's kind of wide open. You think about Drew Locke, you think about Will Greer, think about Brian Lewerke, and so I need to see a lot more Montez. So I, I'll tell you, I don't think he's top two, but I need to see a lot more to say if he's top three. Have you seen enough, Kyle, to really feel good about this being true or not? I know Ben Solak thinks this is a myth. Yeah, I, that's that's one, and I respect Ben's takes, obviously. So um, we'll have to watch more and talk some more Montez here very very soon. All right, Kyle. Uh, let's go with Josh Wyman's take here. This is Bill Belichick retires, and a random team hires this man. Peyton Manning is the best head coach in the NFL. So this he's two part- so he's he's saying. Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick's going to retire at the end of the year, and then somebody's going to hire Peyton Manning as to be the head coach. I read it verbatim. Um, I, 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 I don't think, think either thing's going to happen. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's wishful thinking to think Belichick's going to walk away at this point. I mean, if this team implodes, maybe, but this team's on the bounce back. We knew they would be, and. Uh, it's a stretch to say Peyton Manning is the best head coach in the NFL. Now, he's got a great mind for it, but um, I think there's some really good head coaches in the NFL right now. And for Peyton Manning to come in and at any point in the near future be on that list is uh, it's a bit ambitious for me, Joe. I have a hot take on the counter on this. Bill Belichick doesn't have another job in football past being head coach of the Patriots. Peyton Manning never is a head a coach or head, let alone head coach in the NFL. Wow. Yeah. Crushing See, the dreams. Yeah, here. You just shot the whole thing down. Yeah. Joe, last take. Matt V. LSU has the best two defensive backs in college football. Go. Uh, so we're talking Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams. Yes. Um, Grant Delpit's the best safety in college football. Greedy Williams is the best corner in college football. There's not a number two corner that I – or say the number – Deontay Thompson's in there. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs here because I think the best three defensive backs are Delpit, Greedy Williams, and Deontay Thompson. Um, but I'll go with Delpit over Thompson, but that's a freaking wash. William, yeah, I, I'll say it's true. I think they have them. I'll, I'm good there. I'll take that for sure. What a great segue into teasing tomorrow's show. Yes. Because that sounds like it's quite 
the potent defensive back group, LSU, with Delpit and Greedy Williams. Perhaps enough to beat Alabama, Joe? So what we're going to do tomorrow on the show is you and I are going to draft teams by unit. Offensive backfield, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, and defensive backs. And construct a team to beat Alabama. So uh, we have to figure out who's picking first. Because that first pick is going to be very important. Some tone-setting picks could be made with that first overall pick. You make sure you come back and catch that show. Hit subscribe. Follow along with the draft dudes. We're going to carry all the way through college football season, NFL season, the winter time, and the NFL draft in 2019. we got lots of great content lined up. Make sure you don't miss it. Hit that subscribe button. If you have takes for next week, you can reach us on Twitter. Joe is at the uh, Joe Marino. I am on Twitter at Grinding the Tape. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.